and welcome back for all of you who have been here before. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come into my lair. Yes, this is the Black Street Entertainment Podcast, where black culture and anime collide. I am Terry L. Ramey. I'm Justin Stalemeet Ramey. And um, yes, we're still we're still doing this thing. Yeah. We're still allowing the internet's still allowing us to do it for some reason. Yeah, let us do whatever we want. Yes, and even if it didn't, we would still be here. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is our thing to know. And you know what, Terry? Uh, Japan has a culture of trusting and honor, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, I remember one time when we went to Japan, uh, we had you know, shopping bags from buying stuff from uh, the Asakusa. I think it was called Asakusa. Yeah, yeah, Asakusa. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Asakusa Shrine. Um, the store district of Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. Uh, that, that shrine, by the way, is a great place to get souvenirs. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we had, uh, Terry had art prints, and you can go ahead and tell them, tell them about that. So I bought a couple of uh, Ukiyo-e prints, and um, they were dope. There's one of a samurai, and another one of a, um, I'm sure it has something to do with a fairy tale, a Japanese story. There was a, a boy with a dagger in his mouth who was riding on a giant golden fish, goldfish, koi fish, down a river. He was like wrestling with it. Um... So I got these two, uh, these two ukiyo-e ukiyo- prints, and uh, we got on the subway to go somewhere. I forget where we were going. We were in Ginza, in the financial district, and we were going. I forget where, but um, once we got on the train, I realized. So let me take a step back. So we went to the station where you buy the tickets and we're trying to figure out what train we're supposed to go on next and I set the tube down that the um, the prints were inside and once we got on the train I had realized I forgot my prints I left the tubes where the the machine the ticket machine was at so we had to make a giant loop all the way back around the city and uh because i think we were like three or two or three stops away by the time i realized yeah and we had yeah. to go all the way back to that train station we were like maybe they have they have lost and found somewhere you know i'm sure yeah. people leave stuff all the time so when we got back to the train station there was a transit cop there and i tried to explain to him that i had left something and he was just kind of like okay he took the turnstile apart and he uh, he waved us through like don't don't, don't worry about it man <laughs> you ain't got to pay for nothing and I went back to where I left the I, I think I left the scrolls and they were still there they were still there no one touched them like yeah, <laughs> at least at least thirty minutes later yeah at least and nobody touched them all yeah. those thousands of tens of thousands of people that walked to that train station yeah it was a, it's a very busy train station. And that, that's just how it is in Japan. You could probably leave your wallet on the ground and nobody will take it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, uh, they have a culture there that's very, uh, you know, not, not, not thieves, not, not a bunch of thieves or, you know, like that. And the, and the biggest city 
Yeah. One of the biggest cities in the world. If that, world. If that was New York, your, your shoes would get stolen. <laughs> right, off, right off of your that, feet. If that was the doggone <laughs> country here in America. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they, they just take it. Even they they, they don't need it or want it. They just take it. That, yeah, that was that was really, that was incredible. So, yeah, like when you hear those stories of, you know, the honor system. Yeah, that's true. It's a real thing. They don't lock up their bikes in Japan either. Yeah. Those have them sitting on the bike rack with no locks. Yeah, there's just, there's just an alleyway just built to the brim of bikes and no Tokyo. one's taking them. Yeah, in Tokyo. So, yeah, they have, they have they established a culture there. So, if you go over there, don't be respectful. Don't don't mess anything up. Nope. Appreciate. Yep. So, we got an exciting uh episode like all the time we have exciting episodes all the time we have an exciting episode for you uh but uh first we're gonna take a little break be right back listeners black streak entertainment is developing alien up for nintendo switch and pc and we're launching our indiegogo campaign to fund the game on march 4th 2024 perks include having your name published in the game credits getting your alien up fan art included in the game and we're even offering a perk where we'll make you into a background character. Register now to reserve your spot and get 50% off your launch day perk. Go to blackstreakanime.com perk and sign up to get started. Let's fund Alien Up. Play the Alien Up pre-alpha demo on Steam. And the Black Streak Entertainment Podcast is back. Yes, and today's anime topic we're going to go over is anime slash video game reboots because who doesn't like a good reboot yes so the first thing that comes to mind is a is the Rurouni Kenshin reboot for those who don't know Rurouni Kenshin is an anime about a samurai who used to be like the, the best samurai the best assassin killer in the land but then he 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 stopped Stop <laughs> and, then, and then, then the story continues now uh, I grew up with this anime my friend introduced this to me back when I was in high school middle school back when I was in middle school uh, so uh, as I have a good um, relationship with this anime I liked it I really liked it it was really good um, but recently they came out with the reboot and and it's it's good I like it it's uh, it's like a combination of the old and the new it, uh, with the art style it's 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 like it has '90s influence, but it's more modernized. Uh, it's it's like a retelling of the you know the, the '90s anime, or I don't know if it was '90s or it had to be '90s, not not yeah, 2000s. It 90s. So it's '90s anime. Um, so uh, what do you think about Rurouni Kenshin? I love it. It's 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 a period piece. Uh, that has a lot of actual Japanese history in it, which I think is incredible. Um, I learned a lot about Japanese history in the in the um, in the um, Meiji era, in the Civil War in Japan, from that that show. And <laughs> I didn't know that was all real until I what, what was that movie that came out? The one with Tom Cruise, The Last, the Last Samurai? Samurai. Yeah, that. When that movie came out, I was like, "Oh, so all that stuff in Kenshin actually happened? That was that was real? Yeah. That's that's a real part of Japanese history." Yeah, yeah, I loved. That's probably one of that is probably one of the only anime that I've watched so many times over and over again, like from st- start to finish, like the first season and, and the first part of the second season with the um, the Shishio 
Sorry. And that came out. They they released it on. Uh, they localized it for uh, Cartoon Network at, yeah. at a certain time. But at, but like when that happened, uh, we already saw it. Yeah, I don't really watch it. And we we realized how edited edited it was. Uh, for some yeah. reason, heavily edited. For some reason, um, Cartoon Network like to bring in cartoons that had to be heavily edited, like Tenshi Muyo and Rioni Kenshin and Dragon Ball Z. I, I get it that those those shows have a lot of episodes that they could just you know farm off of and, and um, what is it called syndicate? Yeah. So so the, the, I guess the, I guess it was worth the money to edit them, whatever. But uh, but yeah, it was on it was on uh, Cartoon Network. I think it was on Toonami. But you you got when we went to Japan, uh, you got a copy of a Ronin Kenshin game on PSP, right? Yeah, it just came out. It was like for the 15 year anniversary, and it was a fighting game on the PSP. It was if you y'all remember the story from last week, I had seen it at this store that we were at Nakiabara, and we got lost in it. And you know we were back in the stock room, and we had escaped from the store. And that's when I saw this Kenshin game in the in the front. It was uh, had its own display, and it was a great fighting game. It never made it over here to America, like. Yeah, it didn't. Didn't never did. It had a ton of modes, but it was like Japanese heavy, so I couldn't read it. The only mode I made my way through was like the arcade mode, in the like the story mode, but it was it was a fun. It was a really good fighting game. I wish I could have, you know, learned what the other modes are. <laughs> they had like an RPG type mode, I think, but I I couldn't read it. But yeah, just like in America, with with our entertainment, a lot of a lot of things that a lot of things get rebooted just that that are popular. Ruin Kitchen is popular. It's a shonen, it's a shonen jump manga, so yeah. of course it's going to be popular. Uh, Sailor Moon is another one that got rebooted. Mm-hmm. The Sailor Moon Crystal wasn't a fan I of wish, it. I wish it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, it should have never happened. I don't know if it got any better because it kept going. No, and they came up. They came up a, a, a whole other season of it. Um, I, I don't know why they did. That. I think I got to the Ray the Ray episode, the Sailor Mars episode, and I seen how bad it was. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm just gonna not watch this it anymore. It wasn't good. It wasn't. Sailor <laughs> Moon was fun. That's yeah, my favorite anime. Yeah, it's very fun. It was fun. It was funny. It had action. It had great characters with you know actual personalities. Sailor Moon Crystal did not. No. I don't know if I don't know. Crystal was trying to get more into the actual manga. It's supposed to be based off the manga. But, I've but never read the manga. The the manga wasn't that for me. The manga wasn't great. I couldn't get into it. I'm like, because it is different than the the so the, anime the Toei animation anime. Thing. Yeah, it's his own thing. It, it took liberties a lot, but um, but yeah, that, that I love Sailor Moon. One of my favorite animes, and they rebooted it with Sailor Moon Crystal. Wasn't a fan. I don't know. If, uh, uh, me and Terry in the same boat, but I don't know if you guys out there uh, feel that way. But, uh, but yeah, uh, just just wait till they re they they, they kind of rebooted Dragon Ball sometimes, yeah. like like they 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 would just they come out with a bridge version versions or... of like 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 the one they did for GT. You ever see that one? No. Oh yeah yeah they yeah. yeah I know Curse of the Blood Rubies. Yeah. And but they like, it was like, it was like a movie, in, it was like a movie form. Yeah, they mixed in like the the red ribbon stuff. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, all Dragon Ball movies are weird. 
Like if you see like the really old Dragon Ball movies, it's just so strange. Um, uh, Berserk, which is my favorite manga series, uh, that kind of got a reboot uh, with the continuation of the Berserk story when um, with the Universal produced ones that were like CG and looked awful. And uh, the movies weren't reboot of the '90s series. Yeah, and the, the move the age. the move the three movies were a reboot of the Golden Age series of the of the nineties, and that was good. I like those movies; those movies are really good. And they, I think they re released them again, and they I think they added a little bit more stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So so yeah, like I like I was saying before, anime is like like the entertainment here gets rebooted, uh, even though there's thousands of anime that, that that's out there. They have to reboot their popular stuff to, mm. to keep it fresh. Uh, like like they're running out of ideas. It's like, but there's so many ideas out there that they already have, and they're and 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 it's just so saturated that they have to reboot the the the, the good stuff. Classics. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know about I don't know about Akira because they need to because I I wasn't a fan of make a whole because the. The manga's movie, different. Yeah, the manga's different. They had, The movie they made up because the manga was still in production when the movie came out. Uh-huh. So I heard the manga's like way better. And the movie like missed the mark of the... The whole story's supposed to be like an environmentalist story. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, that that's, in, that's due for a reboot. The animation was the only good thing about the movie. And fun fact... The animation studio that was behind that was TMS, and uh, those are the same people who who did like some episodes for Animaniacs. What <laughs> for for the Batman animation series for uh, Big O Inspector Gadget? Yeah, Big O, the Lupin the Third stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, Kira's part of, was was part of, was their studio. I mean, uh, was made by them, uh, was drawn by them. Did they do that? Space High School thing. Yeah, yep. Uh, Galaxy High School. <laughs> if anybody remembers that, I'm sure you don't. It's a 1986 cartoon, uh, American cartoon, uh, drawn by a Japanese studio, created by Chris Columbus, the guy who uh, directed Discovered uh, America. Yeah, the guy that discovered America. <laughs> uh, the... Stole it from the Native Americans <laughs> and you know decapitated Native yeah. American people and you know. and. and and slash didn't dis- didn't discover didn't America, discover America or have a successful expedition his entire life. But no, the the guy who uh, directed um, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if he directed and wrote Mrs. Doubtfire, but uh, he did one of those or both. Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone, Home Alone Two. You know. Oh okay. So so there's there's a big mixture of that. So uh, if you guys have any anime that you think should be rebooted, let us know. And uh, also make sure. You visit blackstreakentertainment.com slash join to gain access to Blackstreak anime, manga, games, and more. Join our community. All right. We will welcome you. So, we'll be back after this quick break for more Blackstreak news. The Blackstreak Entertainment Podcast is going live. That's right. We'll be holding our first live stream event on Friday, January the 29th where you will have VIP access to me and Justin. We'll be chatting directly with you. We're telling jokes, taking your questions, playing video links you share with us, 
and playing games for Black Streak prizes. If you ever wanted to kick it with us, now's your chance. Tickets are on sale now at blackstreakentertainment.com event. Or you can gain free access to this and all future live stream events for two whole years when you join our members-only community at blackstreakentertainment.com plans. In addition to accessing our live stream for free, membership perks include access to our private forums, access to bonus members-only podcast episodes, access to live stream anime watch-alongs with me and Terry, and so much more. Get your tickets now at blackstreakentertainment.com slash event or gain free access to this and all future live stream events for two years when you join our members only community at blackstreakentertainment.com slash plans. See you there. And the Ramey brothers are back. Back. Depending on who you are, that may be a good or bad thing, but you know, we're Hopefully here. It's all good. And uh, we're going to talk about, in Blackstreet News, Dusty Dirty Days. Now, you might be thinking, what's Dusty Dirty Days? That sounds interesting. Well, Dusty Dirty Days is about two Dusty Bunny sisters who happen to be our mascots here at Blackstreet Entertainment. Yep, and that logo. Yep, just look, just look at that logo. You'll see that it's Dusty and Dirty. They get they 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 unwillingly inherit um, their old apartment building they used to live at where they used to live in because uh, their parents have gave them the slip and abandoned them and stuck them with the bill of the uh, old dilapidated apartments and that's the story of Dusty Dirty Days. It's a comedy. It's a it's a comedy gag manga. So like like we said last week. Uh, Feed You Random is a comedy. It's a school comedy. Slice of Life comedy. Uh, but Dusty Dirty Days is also a slice of life. But it's more uh, cartoony, uh, ridiculous Looney Tunes kind of uh, humor. It's, it, it's, 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 out of this, it's out of this world. And uh, the world that it's built in is a world full of pests. So we got the dust bunnies. We got the roaches. We got ants, we got moths, we got the house centipedes. It's it's like and beetles. We got all these uh, anthropomorphized uh, things because uh, they have human shapes. You know what that means. So so they're, they're they have human shapes, but they represent a certain kind of animal or thing. And it's very funny. And if you want to read it, you can look up Dusty Dirty Days on Amazon. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. The first volume. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's silly. It's funny, but really I always viewed it as a story about, uh, gentrification in America. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to have more Dusty Dirty Days in your life, then, uh, definitely, uh, buy the first volume so we can get, get some interest going and I can start creating some more Dusty Dirty Days. It's, uh, like, there's also, like, an animatic that we did of, yeah. of uh, like, a, like, a Dusty Dirty Days uh, anime. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. Yeah, on our YouTube channel. Just look up uh, Black Streak Entertainment YouTube channel on Am- uh, Amazon. On YouTube. Yeah. And I think that would be, if you're curious about it, I think that would be the best introduction of it because it, it follows, like, the first, like, 
chapter of Dusty Dairy Days, like how it starts. And it's fully voiced, so. Yeah. And we also have video comics, too. Yeah. Like video monitor on uh, YouTube for Dusty Dirty Days. So, um, one thing I noticed about the sisters, are they supposed to be twins? No. They're not supposed to be twins, but, um. Who's older? there's that they don't say don't they're, not, they're never gonna say oh. it's gonna be part of, it's gonna be part of a bunch of jokes they're gonna be saying we're not oh, twins man. like who's older they, they just ignore it you know it's it, yeah. it's it's just part of the joke it's just a mystery oh, joke it's, it's a gag. It's yeah a mystery gag it's just mystery gags like who's older who uh, yeah okay yeah so dusty dirty days make sure y'all check that out um available on amazon right now you can get it on kindle or you can get the print version as well. Yeah, if you're into stuff like uh, Digi Chariot or uh, Pop Team Epic, it's it's that kind of humor, just crazy, chaotic, stupid humor. Stupid humor with this. <laughs> yeah, they, and there are mascots, so uh, so you'll see a lot of them. Indeed, indeed. All right, and as always. Make sure you visit blackstreakentertainment.com slash join to access comics like Dusty Dirty Days. And don't go away because after the break, we are going to talk about old gaming systems. Yes. We are back. Here we are. And we're going to talk about some of the greatest eras in gaming yes. ever. Ever. Some that I missed and some that I'm catching up on. Yep. We're going to talk about classic gaming systems. And some of y'all probably listening and think that PlayStation 3 is a classic gaming system. And you'd be correct, but we're talking about going way back. Yeah. Way back to like the greatest era when a game actually had to be good. The first time. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> there were no updates or patches. And there were no photorealistic graphics to fall back on. Yeah. So, let's... Well, I'm going to start with the Super Nintendo. The greatest you want, system If you want to go farther back, we can, but... No, the 16-bit era was the greatest ever. Yes, I am still fond of the 16-bit era. Like we said in last week's... I mean, not last week's episode, but one, ep, uh, one of the episodes that we did, it was had Alien Up in it, our game Alien Up. That game is inspired by the 16-bit era. Uh, I wanted to make a game that was that that was limited, not like the 16-bit era because there's, there's a lot there's a lot of movement in there that that 16-bit era couldn't do. But it, but I wanted to harken back to the day when the 16-bit era their games had to be good, yes, good, and, and be fun, without looking so great. So, like, back in the day, they looked great because we had nothing else to compare it to. No. And we had CRT, so it kind of blurred the pixels so to make it look better. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Super Nintendo, we were fortunate enough, we were very fortunate enough to have one uh, when we were kids. We didn't have a lot of games, but we had the games that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> we had Chrono Trigger, we had Link to the Past, mm-hmm. uh, and, and other great games like Sparkster and, uh, and we had some bad Final games, too. Fight. Yeah. But that Final Final Super Nintendo only had one character. Yeah, Final one Final player. Super Nintendo was, was doo-doo uh, because the, the Super Nintendo hard. could only uh, handle so much. It couldn't handle all that but that the arcade could. 
So uh, you only can be one character and you barely survive. Um, but yeah, if you guys remember the Super Nintendo, um, it was a cartridge based cartridge based, based system, system and uh, Turtles in Time. Yeah, and Turtles in Time we had. We didn't have a lot of games, but we had good ones. Um, and it was a you have two players on it, or you could have four if you had the attachment that we never had because. There were no four-player games. I think Bomberman was like the only one, um, or probably some racing game like Mario Kart or something. But um, but yeah, that that was one of my favorite systems. I still have the same. I still have the same um, Super Nintendo that I have to. I still have that today, but I don't think it works. From nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, I don't think it works though. Uh, it's all discolored and stuff. <laughs> I don't think it works. Um, but we also like our dad had a Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. And that thing froze. That was the first system we ever had. Yeah, that thing froze all the time. All the time. You couldn't move. I don't know if anybody else had this experience, but when you played the game, you could not move, or the game would just freeze. I don't know what was wrong with the system. Yeah, you couldn't move the actual system. Yeah. So the uh, game would just freeze. The music would freeze. Be like, yeah, dude. So so we lose the games all the time because we had to restart. It was very. It was. Oh, it was, that was a, that was a time. Yeah, if you bugged that system, it was gonna freeze. <laughs> and when the Sega Genesis was out, I mean, when we had the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, at Super Nintendo at the same time, I always played the Super Nintendo. Always. I don't know. If it's because you know the the system would freeze the Sega Genesis, but the games I, was better. Yeah, I just I just liked it better Super on the Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Process games better than Sega did, and there's this thing that were that were on old systems like in that era in the '90s that um that they don't do today, which I wish they would go back to. Is you buy the same game on two different systems, but they're completely different. Yeah, like say like say you got Aladdin. So you got Aladdin for Sega Genesis. That game is a completely different game than the game that's on the Aladdin on Super Nintendo. Yeah, they were totally different. They, they uh, were both really good. Yeah, because because both systems had had such different operating you know systems and such different uh, limitations, they had to make a completely different game. And that I wish they would do that today because right now, me I haven't got an Xbox uh, since the Xbox 360. I haven't bought a new Xbox. So there's no point. Uh, there's exclusives nowadays, but for me, the exclusives that I like are the ones that are PlayStation yeah, exclusives. PlayStation. So I just yeah. don't buy an Xbox. What's the point? The, the games are going to be the same if they're if they're on both on the same system. There's nothing different about them. So why should I have two systems? That's a waste of money. So uh, I wish they would go back to that. Um, at that time, Disney made a lot of cool Disney and um, Looney Tunes made a lot of cool games yeah. on uh, Super Nintendo and uh, they made a lot of good games and Sega Genesis. Looney Tunes had the the Wily e. Coyote and and um, Rogue Runner game that looked just like a cartoon. Yeah, they had Looney Tunes B Ball on uh, Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, that game was really that game fun. Was a lot of fun. That game was really fun. Um, there was a Looney Tunes basketball game where you you picked. Uh, it was two on two. You picked two Looney Tunes characters, and everybody had like their own special ability. special ability that you could use to to steal the ball and, and distract the other player. Yeah, and you drop. I forget who had the anvil move, 
someone had to move where they call an anvil and drop it on the player with the with the ball on the opposing side, yeah. steal the ball from them, and they put up the the umbrella <laughs> when it came down. But yeah. you could you could reverse them too. Like there was a certain way you could reverse the attacks. Yeah. On the on the opponent. I think that was Wiley Coyote. I think he had the uh, the, anvil, the anvil move. <laughs> yeah, we we're speaking about uh, reboots this episode, and that game could use a reboot. And even if they want to use this, the stupid Space Jam label, I think that that'd be very fun because yeah, that, that game was fun. so fun. Uh, if you can find that on an emulator, make sure you look that up. Looney Tunes B-Roll yeah. on Super Nintendo. I don't think it was on Sega. I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what what I realized was that um, whoever designed the the Super Nintendo controller must have died, because the the Nintendo after that never made a good controller. No, they never, never. made a good controller. It's like you got the Nintendo sixty four that that joke controller of, made that no joke sense. of a controller. None what's it looked like a like a, a throwing weapon or something. Yeah, it looked it was stupid. It was like a, it, it reminds me of like a bunch of bananas, like a like a bananas you buy at the supermarket. Yeah, that joystick in the middle. Yeah, joystick in the middle. That, that, that no big point. huge thing in the middle that that you never hold on to. The D pad with buttons, but um, and then and then they come out with the Wii, and then it's just a big huge remote, and it's like not comfortable to hold. You have to buy another attachment in order to make it a, a real controller, and then uh. The Wii U kind of did it right, and then the the Switch, most uncomfortable system to hold, most under, uncomfortable system. They they must have expected like you know five year olds to just play it because uh, man hands can't hold that thing for long. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Super Nintendo, uh, very good system. Uh, I was the Turbo Graphics sixteen made before the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it came out like in the. Like 88, 89. Okay, now then that's an impressive system. It was. That, I think it's called the PC Engine in Japan. And it, it, it was like... Was that an SNK system? No. No? Uh, no. Uh, but, uh, but the PC Engine uh, later had a disc version of it. And they're, they're pretty much like, you know, PC games at that point. Uh, but I think, I think that was just Japan only, I think. Uh, they put all their their uh, voice heavy games on there and stuff. Well, what's cool about Turbo Graphics sixteen is all the games were on cards. Yeah, they're on like little cards, cards that you put in. Yeah, and they had all the information on cards before SD cards was even a twinkle in some guy's eye. So uh, so that was really cool. They had games like Bonks, Valis. Uh, I I still play Turbo Graphics sixteen games today. I never had one. But I always did want one. Our uncle had one. Yeah. Our uncle. He's only like a few years older than us, so we were like the same age. But yeah. But had one. Uh, we, we never had a Nintendo Entertainment System. We never had the first Nintendo. We never had that. Uh, I had no desire to get one either. Not a big fan of it. But uh, a lot of kids that I grew up with had one. And I'd play with theirs. Uh, uh, Atari never had one. Like 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 we said, our first system was the Sega Genesis. So anything before that, and we didn't have uh, Atari, Amiga. We didn't have those. Um, Jaguar. Jaguar that was, was Atari. PS. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was that was Atari. Atari. That was like PS One era, right? No, it came out around Genesis. Oh, it Sega did. Genesis, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, Jaguar was, was awful. Just, yeah. It was awful. They they had no good games. And it was like 
four hundred dollars. Yeah. In the nine in nineteen ninety was yeah. four hundred dollars. And I think you're speaking of expensive systems, there's the three D O and the um what was the other CDI. one? CDI. And the CDI. <laughs> Those were like seven hundred dollars. And they didn't yeah. have they didn't have any real games on them. That was back in like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. It's crazy. And they didn't have any real games That's on them. That's super expensive now. They just played like uh, FMVs and uh, uh, you could barely control the characters because it wasn't. Remember the Zelda game? Yeah. (laughs) They're like glorified. It's like controlling it is like controlling a menu. If anybody remembers, if anybody controlled a menu on your TV or on DVD or something, that's how the controls felt. And they had the the Zelda games, the official licensed Zelda games that were awful. Look up the Zelda games on. 3D was it 3DO or CDI? Yeah, it was it was one of those. One of those. <laughs> look up that. It was either one up, of them or both. Look up that game. Look up Kang Fu. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you don't know it already, you you'll just be like, what? What in the world? And they had games like uh, you know Space Space Ace and um, Dragon's Lair where it, it utilized the the limited control of the 3DO and and just the disc based uh video aspect of the 3DO and D- and CDI where you have to press the button at a certain time. Uh but yeah, the, and those games were expensive too. I don't know who could afford those. No one. That's yeah. Why it failed. Yep, and that's why it failed. It, it, it even if it was good, I don't think it would have even survived. We wanted one so bad, bro. Yeah, cuz we're dumb we little kids. CDI. <laughs> I just wanted to play Space Ace cuz I thought it was in Dragon's Lair cuz I thought it was amazing. I was like, how does this look like a cartoon? Yeah. It was more curiosity than anything. Yeah. But um it, it was a Don Bluth cartoon in a game. <laughs> how is this possible? And then there was uh of course the PS2 and the Sega Dreamcast. Now, I always wanted the Dreamcast. Dreamcast was a great system again. Had really yeah, good games on it. Cool. Had really good games on it, and I think beyond that, uh, that that'll be that that won't be they'd be considered classic because it's more than ten years old, but it's not considered old like PS3 and 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 beyond Xbox 360. Yeah, so relatively new. Yeah, so so I'll I'll, I'll stay I'll stay back in the past with uh with games like uh Chrono Trigger, which again we're, we're talking about reboots here. Uh, this episode, if they if they rebooted Chrono Trigger, that'd be great. They, they, they have to do it right. Yeah, they should. I don't know why they don't. Yeah, people still talk about that. People game. still talk about that game. They yeah, talk about it more than Chrono Cross. Yeah, because Chrono Cross was dumb. <laughs> yeah, but uh, wasn't very good. But but they just need to re- they just redo Chrono Trigger and do it right, and they'll get they'll get a lot of money from that. Like like they're doing like an Chrono actual Cross. reboot, not. You know, re-releases like they all yeah do. yeah like just just putting a just putting on the a first re-release was cool because you know they added the anime oh yeah like yeah a few, a few years after the Super Nintendo one came out yeah Akira Toriyama did all the anime scenes for it yeah that was that really was cool. cool that was a cool addition yeah but we don't need another one of those we need a whole new reboot yeah and a sequel maybe. And uh, in a previous episode, way way back, I think on the first episode, we we played we were talking about renting anime, but renting games was like the same thing. Uh, like we rented Chrono Trigger one day, and we're like, this game's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we saw it at Walmart for like I don't know, like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks a few months later, and we got it when we were kids. Because uh, because when you rent 
your save file is not going to save because in old systems, the save if they, if there was a save function, uh, it would be the on the cartridge. cartridge, and you know, that cartridge is going to another household. They're going to delete your file, <laughs> so you got the you have to either beat your game um, while you're renting it, or you got to go ahead and buy it if you really like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, old systems might the like even old old games are still making a comeback. People are still playing old games because. Like we said before, the game has to good. be good when they're released. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now of course, if you play a lot of if you play a lot of these games, uh, a lot of them are trash. You're gonna find some stinkers. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find a lot of stinkers. <laughs> but uh, a lot of them were good. With with but with even with the stinkers, the games worked. Um, yeah. They may not be fun, but at least they worked, and they didn't like you know uh, soft lock, lock you up or or just have things not load in. Just have things not work, stuff like that. Yeah. But nowadays they have an excuse. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll make you pay full price for this game, then we'll release the rest of it later. Yeah. So, uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk is a great example of that. And then a lot of other games are starting to do that kind of model. It's like, it's not my job to pay for pay for some an unfinished product. That that's what investors are for. Yeah. But anyway, if you guys have a fond memory of an old system. Maybe a system that you still play today. Let us know. Yeah, drop us a line. Uh, and, you know, with that, uh, you can reach us at blackstreetpod at gmail.com and make sure you visit blackstreetentertainment.com slash join to gain exclusive access to Blackstreet anime, manga, games, and more. Join our community. You know, we got different live stream events that are going to be going on on the website only and uh, it's a lot of fun it's a good time to connect with our whole community that we're building yeah and remember don't forget 